All right. Welcome to a very special Battle Science community chat about uh, factions and the, well, impromptu, I guess, sort of title is Factions in the Future of PvP. We'll be talking about factions and PvP with a couple of uh, faction battlers. Uh, I am Steven, a.k.a. Boy in the Woods, as I scroll through all of my stuff and potentially mess things up. Um, I am joined by... Uh, do you want the full title X3DX Jmar159 or just Jmar from uh, Wing Attack? Uh, and Bowling Bacon from a Queen Bee. Is it Queen Bees? Is it uh, plural? Yeah, it's um, the Queen Bees. The Queen Bees. Okay, I should probably, this is the kind of research I should do ahead of time. Um, <laughs> um Quick, before we hop into this discussion, uh, this is a Battle Science podcast, uh, if a bonus podcast. Um, so we are brought to you by our wonderful Patreons over at patreon.com slash battlescience. Um, thank you to our wonderful Patreon producers for the month of November, Dolphin93, James, who I think I know who it is, but they have not let me know what their either in-game or Discord name. So if you know who you are, let me know so I can credit you properly. Uh, Winston and the Champ, Evo Stevo, and the one and only Jmar. Um, thank you for backing us over at uh, patreon.com slash battlescience. Let's hop on into it then um so i am joined by two wonderful guests currently um and a third guest via text um winston the champ is unable to join us here for the recording um but we'll be submitting some uh responses via text that we'll probably get to here in a little bit but um joined by uh jmar and bowling bacon um bowling i'll go over to you first i've got a list of questions here we'll start off with uh who are you, what do you do, and where can people find you if you want people to uh, follow you on the socials? So as stated, I am Bowling Bacon 300 and I am on both Twitter and Instagram. My Twitter, well, is BowlingBacon300. And I also have a um, Pokemon Go AR photo Instagram account. Um at just mystic underscore pogo ar so those are my socials and yeah <laughs> and jmar do you got any place uh any any socials any uh youtubes i think you may have a factions youtube thing you might want to shout out um yeah you can follow me at x3dx twitter i have no idea what the long URL is because we're in the same boat as the moment. Um, I can search for me later or I can pull it up here. Is it just wing attack or is it wing attack PvP? Wing attack PvP is our Twitter, and I think I've linked our YouTube channel to as well. So you can find us on Twitter at wing attack PvP. Uh, I'm getting videos let's see wing attack yep i'm getting specifically wing attack and actually if i just look up wing attack i also get a volleyball move so that's not correct um there we are 
Oh, what a shame. I have not subscribed to Wing Attack on my personal YouTube. Let's just click that button there and give you another subscriber. Uh, Wing Attack. Uh, I mean, I can read this URL, but I, I think I'm going to save everyone the, the time. Uh, <clears throat> the alphabet soup. Yeah, it's um complicated. It's also, numbers. yeah, includes numbers and has capitals as well. So um, right. I'll, av I'll avoid reading that one out here. Um, let me go back over to my list of questions here. Let's see. All right. Uh, you're on a Pokemon Go podcast. Obligated, obligated questions for you guys. Uh, your first experience with the Pokemon franchise, your favorite Pokemon, and then your favorite Pokemon Go experience slash memory. Um, so for me... My first experience with Pokemon was actually Pokemon Go. Um, I did not get introduced to Pokemon as a kid like a lot of people. I wish I would have because I know a lot of people have that nostalgic feeling with Pokemon Go. Um, I did know about Pikachu. That's about it. Um, hence why Pikachu is my favorite Pokemon. Um, and my... Favorite Pokemon Go experience? There's quite a bit, but I'd say like the top two are either the Portland Mega Tournament uh, for PvP uh, back in February of 2020, or going to Portland for December Community Day with one of my roommates. Um, yeah. I guess for me, uh, Pokemon Silver, I played both Game Boy Color way back when I was like sixth grade or something. Uh, much like everyone else in their late uh, 20s or more. Uh, my favorite Pokemon is Flex, Flex Junior. Uh, it's the best Pokemon I've ever had. All sorts of stones and all elements. So nice and easy. Pokemon Go's favorite. I went to in in person Go Fest in Chicago in 2019 with uh, my friend X2DX Con 107. Uh, we got to hang out in Chicago or catch a lot of Pokemon. It was a really fun time. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Um, this one's a really kind of generic one for you guys. Um, what do you guys hope for in the future of Pokemon Go? Like where, like. Do you guys like maybe hope for the this was it the summer of Pokemon Go to like come back? Um, do you guys like just want a, a like gold a, the golden age to return? Um, or do you guys have like a a particular um, particular hope for say PvP or something? So I'm not sure about any, like, specifics um, in terms of, like, the future of Pokemon Go, but I do hope the game itself will last for a while longer, because um, just because it's a really fun game with a great community. Um, and yeah, I'm hoping the PvP side of things will 
um, continue to improve and just continue to still be in the game. So I feel like that has, like, that has been great for me in terms of, like, building community around the game and meeting new people. So I just hope that stays. Um, but yeah, I'm honestly not sure about um, specifics and stuff like that. Um, I don't know that the game was a golden era, Stephen, like you said in that first summer, <laughs> like at least for it was cool to see like everyone in others playing the game, right? It was really cool to see. Um, but as far as gameplay goes, like I don't know that it ends up and I don't think that still is the best game it could be, right? Um, so that's I think that's why a lot of people left. Um, but I guess my hopes would be that it would be and it's kind of going into hopefully in the right direction as I you know we'll talk about it later about the play Pokemon uh, tournaments and things like that. Um, just kind of getting the recognition that it is still, you know, associated with Pokemon at that at that franchise level, that it is competitive, that there is skill involved, um, that it's not just luck at RNG or whatever, or pay to win, which there are issues all around that we can discuss further later on. Um, but uh, I definitely would like to see a functional PvP experience where it's consistent you know, whether fast moves are snuck in consistently or not. Uh, I just want consistency out of the game. I want it to work the way it's intended to work, not random things that, uh, you know, Mewtwo losing to uh, uh, Lugia and CMP, that's not how the game works, but I've seen it happen. Mm. Um, and so those are the things that uh, should be ironed out. I think I agree with that in terms of, like, I wish it would be more consistent. I didn't even think about that. But yeah, consistency would be nice, especially in the PvP side of things in the game. Yeah, the I think that's the broad. If you if you did a broad survey of, I think specifically PvPers, but then potentially just uh, general players as well that maybe experience PvP a little bit. Actually. That'd be an interesting question for the broad spectrum of players um, and even ones that don't play a whole lot of PvP. Excuse me. Uh, either don't participate in self or, or only um, only play in GBL or play maybe a little bit of self if if they recognize how inconsistent um, some of the, the mechanics have been. Um, that uh, there's a lot of work that needs to get done there. Um, by golden age, it's very interesting. My um, some of the conversations from people that don't play Pokemon Go or that only played during that initial launch window of Pokemon Go, um, I call it. I, I I reference it as a golden age because um, other people will reference that you know two like two to six month period as. Um, the only point in time um, they'll view it with such nostalgia that it's like the only point in time that we've had like global peace and that everyone was doing, everyone was playing Pokemon go. And so I don't, I don't reference it as a golden age in the sense of like the mechanics and the health of the game. It's more of the 
player base and the global outlook just improved because everyone everyone was getting together and staring at our phones to play Pokemon Go rather than looking at all of the um you know potentially dismal outlook of the the uh global i don't know socio-political economic uh picture i guess so um yeah it's there's a lot of the the hopes for the future of pokemon go man i can't wait for us to get to 1.0 because we're still not there yet in this game's what what, what version are we in currently uh point two two three point oh dash g dash 64 i think that's the google play version um and that's why it's the g so it's um <laughs> A long way off from a 1.0. I can't imagine how far it'll uh, will will go for that. Mm, okay, and then I have uh, if you had one question to ask the community and one question to ask Niantic, what would they be? Um. So I've been trying to think about this question quite a bit and trying to come up with like what a good question would be. Um, I'd say to ask the community, like, I don't know, what do you, what does the community hope for in the future of Pokemon Go? Um, like, what would, what would the community like to see in terms of, like, improvements or in terms of just anything, really? Um, I don't know, I guess a question to ask Niantic, uh, similar to what we were just talking about, like, how would you, um, uh, let's, how would I word that? Like, how would you go about improving PVP to make it more consistent? And when could we expect to see uh, more improvements in PVP? And what exactly those would look like? Yeah, I guess the question for Niantic would be like how um, how does PvP fit into like their their business, right? Because they're obviously in uh, they're not a gaming company; they're an AR company, right? And they have this extension of PvP, and players obviously want to be competitive in that. But I think that's a bit of a conflict with what their business is. Um, so, how does that fit in for them, um, and why is it that they seem seemingly like disregard the pvp portion of the game um at least in my opinion it seems like the way that it gets disregarded um and for the community what would it take for you know for you to battle um i don't not, you know you look at like self numbers and uh the competitive scene and I'm, I'm curious what you know the interaction with gbl is um you know i don't think everyone uh, interfaces with the battling uh, system so what would it take for, for them to get into it Yeah, that's like the second question I think is actually good. And I think I have access to some of our local uh, Facebook chats with some of our local players. And I think a handful of them do GBL every once in a while. But I think that is a good question of, of the mechanics of PvP and GBL give 
rewards, but they're not necessarily rewards you can't get anywhere else. Um, and I think the maybe there's enough of a barrier to entry, um, or or and it's maybe an illusion of a barrier to entry within GBL that like then. Like maybe it's it's hard to get over, and so yeah, I think finding finding the right way to incentivize GBL is um, that's a that's a maybe a long term question, or or, or uh, incentivizing not even just G GBL but uh, PvP in general. Yeah, that's the that's the long term question. I think I'm gonna hit another button here. Split. All right. So let's get into some faction questions. Um, actually, I'm going to reorder these because um, well, this is the the explain it to me like I'm five. What is factions? So I'm really bad at explaining things, but factions is a team-based pvp format um it is teams of seven and you can have two alternates so nine total and each person plays a different role on the team um there's great league ultra league master league one person does each of those leagues and then there's two like themed metas essentially that two people each will do like each of the metas um and then the alternates can step in if someone needs to like take the week off or something um and it's really a great um team building experience uh, where you can just like bond with your team talk about pvp like what you can do to improve um, it's not ranked, but it is a fun team PvP format that people can participate in. Yeah, I guess I'll add on, on the, like, it doesn't impact your, your personal rank, but the teams get tiered into different ranks um, as the season progresses. Um, so... They are all like, there's, I think diamond is the top one, and platinum, and gold, and bronze, and there's an open or a qualifying and an open or something like that. Um, and so, depending on when you entered into the season, you get, you know, you'll start at the bottom. If you played in the preseason, you got uh, ranked into those uh, uh, tiers, and then there's a there's relegation and promotion throughout the season. So at the end of a, like a cycle or like a tournament, if you will. Um, you will get promoted or relegated based on your performance against that tier. I'm, I have the uh, factions page pulled up here, so any of our video listeners, vi viewers, let me just make a... Uh, what is it called? Uh, I'm blanking on it. Um, contradiction. Video listeners and podcast viewers. Um the diamond, platinum, gold, silver, bronze, um, let's see, open and then qualifying tier are from top to bottom your 
faction tiers. So ranked similar to a an, any other esport sort of um, competition. Um, I don't know tiers, competitive tiers, I guess. Um, let me pull up my questions again. Where am I? My my brain here. Um, it's a little early for <laughs> podcasts. I don't know what I was thinking. Um, let's see. Um, the competing in the different tiers. Uh, I'm gonna go kind of like off off questions here. Um, I know you guys are in the 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 different tiers. Like, what's your what's been your experience as far as like the competitiveness of like I I know that there's only so much interaction you can have with your opponents in say factions, especially since factions had started after the pandemic, so everything is remote. Um, what's the competitive like or competitiveness like in factions versus? like a standard Sulfurina tournament or like what you might get from a GBL? I'd say factions um, is very competitive. Uh, I'd say, for example, when I'm looking at my opponent and looking at their team and say, I think, oh, they're like a trainer rank on Sylph, which is the bottom rank. That doesn't necessarily mean they're not good or they're not competitive. Because what if they hit, like, Legend in GBL but just don't do a lot of self tournaments? Like, they still can be really, really good. And, yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure I'll sad. Yeah, to add on to, like, there's way more factions competitors, in my opinion, um, that don't do self. Um, I've seen a lot, and, like, as it's kind of gained traction on the social media and stuff like that, like, there are like Twitch streamers that are, have gotten into factions and made teams that you know haven't done so in the past. So there are some really good teams out there. Um, and then just like um, as far as like competitiveness, it's it's also since it's team based, like coaching is allowed. So like um, I know that a lot of the top tier teams get on Discord calls, stream their battles to their opponent or to excuse me to to their teammates. Um, and, you know, they have them in their ear kind of like uh, talking strategy between games, during games, that's all allowed, um, as long as it's within your own faction. And I know I know that's been a, a contested thing and discussion amongst the Sylph Arena Discord chats and stuff like that, but um, anything to get that edge to, to talk strategy and, and, and all that is um, something that everyone is doing at the top tiers, in my opinion, or that I'm aware of. Um, and then some of the teams have invited us into their own discords um, to coordinate battles and, and things like that. And so we get to chat and um, you know discuss PvP and the game and just get to know each other. So it has been really cool to to meet people that way. Um, uh, given the competitive nature, they were still you know a little bit of you know fun fun little uh, smack talk, but but nothing too much. Um, but it, it's been really fun. It's been probably one of the best experiences PvP wise goes, um, in my opinion. So I think the the question of, you know, uh, factions players not doing a whole lot of Sylph Arena or, or not doing Sylph Arena at all, I think leads into the um your experiences of of playing I know 
both of you admin uh, tournament organize uh, local tournaments um, and I imagine you guys participate in your fair share of, of GBL but what is the balance like between playing go battle league um, either participating in Sylpharina or tournament organizing Sylpharina tournaments and then playing in the Sylpharina factions like how do you balance that um, you know, sort of PvP from three different, maybe similar like points of interest, but like three different um, three different PvP activities. How do you balance that? So for me personally, I do um, like you said, I tournament organize for my college's Discord. I also participate, of course, in the tournaments. Um, obviously, I do factions, and then as far as GBL goes, I've actually been doing it a lot less in order to balance, like, PvP and, obviously, regular life stuff. Um, and so what I've been doing is doing, like, two to three ongoing tournaments uh, per month, ones that are, like, say, 72 hours per round. Uh, and then, like, committing to factions and just doing GBL, really, whenever I feel like it, which is not that often. Um, and I think that's helped with balancing the three, um, like, PvP things. Um, I'm not, like, stretching, like, oh, I have to do, like, six tournaments a month where I have to do all five sets of GBL per day. Like I feel like setting a limit for myself has been good in terms of balancing it and then being able to dedicate my time, say, to my factions team has been nice and then just doing however many tournaments I want per month. Yeah, like factions started off like in the spring, right? And that was like the preseason. And that's kind of when I realized that like, oh, this is going to take up a lot more time than I thought it would be. Um, so heading into this self season, I'm cutting back on, on that. I'm only doing my local tournament um, a month. I used to do three or four tournaments a month. Um, and really it's just from, from my perspective of like um, what I miss, like if what I miss from Sylph is the personal connection and, and getting to, to meet people. Um, so as you know, if in-person tournaments were a thing and doing them live, I would be able to do like a Saturday, you know, trip to to somewhere and do a tur more tournaments if if that was the case. But given that it's remote and you know, it kind of feels like it takes a while throughout the month to get through a whole tournament, um, I decided to just go to just to the local ones because I kind of am trying to foster a little bit more competitive nature in my local community. You know, trying to incentivize people to 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 do PvP. Um, so, so regular self has taken a backseat for me um, while I've taken a um, more interest in factions. GBL, um, I've cut back on it, it, but that was a while ago, um, and just because of like the nature of how like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Frustrating <laughs> it can be. Um, so I try to limit myself to two or three sets a day, um, which is you know ten to fifteen battles total, um, and then just try to not think about it um i still rank up to to my goals and so i know that i can achieve the goals that i want to um, without getting super frustrated at the inconsistent mechanics of the game 
so then the looking sort of balancing wise specifically at sulfurina and sort of going off of your response jmar of um the local tournaments being more um more ideal just because they're they're usually one and done do you think that's where sort of answering a a, uh i think it's a leading question here or um uh, asking a leading question here um do you think that sylph arena is putting together factions as more of a dedicated remote style of pvp where once we're better off within the the pandemic and able to get together um more safely or more comfortably that going back to in-person tournaments are going to be where the individual um this the self arena that we know and love is gonna sort of reside um and with you know maybe some remote uh long form tournaments still happening but that factions is going to take that sort of core position within the long format remote um competitive sort of scenario i yes i think i think that's kind of the path that's it's going down um there's definitely uh something missing from like the regular self tournaments um i think factions would be a really interesting thing to do in person like that would be pretty crazy to do uh, but given the remote nature of it once a week um, it works really well in the remote environment and so fosters that competitive nature so i think that's kind of where self is going with this and uh by the way i think my table just got called so uh thanks for having me i gotta get going <laughs> um it was really good chatting hopefully you can uh, keep the discussion going all righty yep thanks for uh thanks for joining us jmar Then, uh... Yeah, and I guess I agree with what he was saying um, about that in terms of, like, it would be really interesting to do factions in person, mm -hmm. but I don't think feasibly that's not possible for a lot of factions. Um, that would be so much fun, though. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I just hope in-person tournaments can resume again soon. <laughs> Do you think then the so the fa the factions format currently functions very well because it's remote and you have that longer duration? Um, do you think that maybe the factions not having having not dived into the rules personally? Um, I think I've I've skimmed it a time or two. Um, the do you think the format can be and the rule set can be adjusted a little bit to? Um, more lean towards like local groups um so similar to like region-based teams um region-based factions uh you know similar to your um either your you know recreational league sports teams or or anything like that do you think that can format better um or you know that that can be adjusted here in in future i think cycles um so that you know in-person factions competitions can happen um i feel like they could adjust the rules a little bit 
but I feel like they would have to keep, if they were to do factions in person at all, I feel like they'd have to make um, the online aspect, like, not in person aspect as well, so that people who want to keep with their original faction, who might um, not be able to all meet up in person, like, they need to keep like both at, both in person and not in person um in order to like run factions still because like for me i know a lot of people in my faction are like halfway across the country for example but if in-person factions were to be a thing i'd still want to keep with my team um if that makes sense at all mm -hmm. so run basically run to sort of variations in parallel so run yeah i'm not sure how that would work but i feel like that would have to be the case mm -hmm. if they were to do any sort of in-person factions i think it might be worth the next let's see it'd be trying to think of what they call it the go fest maybe next go fest or if at some point we go back to doing a mega maybe trying that format locally um it also wouldn't surprise me if it's something that itself while not being a, a you know corporation um doesn't usually outwardly express a lot of their internal communication um and it wouldn't surprise <laughs> me if some of those conversations have already been been happening in the background um. Yeah, it would be interesting to see if any of those conversations like have been happening, like behind the scenes when we just don't know about it. Mm -hmm. I feel like that would be really interesting to know about, though. <laughs> um, I think we've maybe indirectly answered the question, but like, what got you into? doing factions other than hey here's this new format uh like like what what was the incentive to to join factions what was the the reason you got into uh participating in the sil factions so i guess there's a i guess a few factors into what got me into participating for factions um so I don't know if I mentioned this, but my faction is made up of all girls at PvP members. And they're just like, oh, we need people for the North America uh, faction. We want to do, like, all girls at PvP just to, like, represent a little bit. And I'm like, that sounds like a lot of fun. And I like the idea of it being a team competition and that we could all help each other out from, like, yeah, that sounds great. And they hadn't filled the Great League role yet. And I'm like, I would gladly do that, open Great League, um, which is the only role I've played. Um, and I've enjoyed it quite a bit. But um, yeah, honestly, the team building and team bonding aspect of that like really solidified that decision for me to participate because I think it's really cool that people can bond over something like a mobile game. Like, that is really cool to me. And that's what made me want to participate. 
the so you mentioned the all of the participants on your faction team are all from the girls at pvp is it the their discord you're all all from that yeah we have a a pretty big discord for that yeah Mm -hmm. um what is you know participating with that 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 group uh within that discord like what is that team-based what do you think the the team-based format of factions um like what does that add to the the pvp experience that you know maybe the the well that definitely gbl um with its lack of sort of communication between you and your your competitor uh, but then like sylph arena where you're more in the past we're more face to face um and surrounded by other battlers what do you think that factions adds to that experience um, I think factions adds a lot of like, um, I don't know what the right word is, but like getting support for your battles where if you're not sure how to improve, you can very easily contact your team and say like, hey, how can I improve? Or even a couple of times, like my opponents that I've played in factions, um, they've been like, oh, your team was weak to x pokemon um maybe you should have put in this instead like yeah it's similar to just regular self tournaments too and that you, know, you can ask um say after a tournament is done you can ask people what you can do to improve but with factions in terms of like adding to the uh like pvp experience it's just been nice to be able to have people you can rely on um, to ask questions. Because obviously, like you said, you can't do that in GBL. So that's been nice just to have people to talk to. And then you mentioned that you were, you've only been playing Great League, the Great League role for, for factions. Um, if there was another role within the factions format, that you were able to try or play is there is there another role that you would want to play yeah i mean i probably um want to at maybe some point try out one of the like great league themed metas um for those who don't know there's like two um themed cups within factions that like two people We'll do like each of the cups. So we've talked about switching up the roles like a little bit, maybe briefly. Um, but honestly, I like Great League because I like, well, that's the league I feel more comfortable in, say, than Ultra or Master League. Um, but I like being able to run essentially whatever Pokemon I want. Obviously, that would help me win. Um, but yeah, I mean, I thought about switching to, say, one of the um, field specialists. That's what it's called. Um, that role. But I like it in Great League. It's, it's been pretty good. So with factions as formats, with each team member playing the different role, um, I've heard sort of from the outside of different teams you know the different people will have to there's one or two people that have to specialize that have to focus on ultra and master league 
um, and to inject a little bit of humor into this, what kind of uh, insanity do you have to have uh, to really want to focus on the the Master League um, and the absolute monumental grind that that would you know potentially have to require? Um, for me, like, I don't even know. Like, for me personally, with my team, um, the people who have done Master League, uh, one of them I know is, like, a really big raider, so she already had a lot of Pokemon prepped, like, pre-factions, so that helped a lot. Um, and the team member who's doing Master League for us um, now, um, I guess she also had a lot of Pokemon prepped or is willing to build some Pokemon. Um, yeah, for me personally, it's just I don't have a lot of experience with those leagues, even though I do technically have a team of six, but it's like, I think in Master League, you can only run, I think it's two legendaries I forget what the other rules are, but I just wouldn't be able to do that with the resources that I have. So I'm very grateful for my team members who are willing to do Master League. I'm going to see if I can pull up the specific Master League information. Um, the bits of info I've uh, the the couple of anecdotes I've heard of the Master League players is that the amount and I think it was I think it was a couple of the players of Wing Attack because we have I think some somewhere around the 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 scope of seventy to eighty percent of those players are actually have been in our Discord for quite a while. Um, that uh, I the the one anecdote that has stuck in my mind is that their Master League specialist puts in an an obscenely amount of money into raid passes to be able to I've heard that as well <laughs> to grind the the candy and excel candy requirements um do you think that i mean outside looking in because the master league isn't something that you specialize in either do you think that I'm going to I'm going to hit this from a couple of different points as far as uh, questions. Do you think that the barrier to entry for factions and specifically in the Master League, do you think that that's too high with the the XL mechanic? Um do you think that maybe that should get adjusted or do you think that it's possible that without going through a really heavy grind that you can still be a master league specialist and still succeed. Oh, um I think without going on the heavy grind like you could still be a master league specialist. But I think you'd have a lot I hate to say this, but it would be a lot harder to win more battles as bad as that sounds. Um, just because a lot of people are able to, like, whatever it is, like, raid more, walk more, stay with their buddy to get XLs. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. It'd just be a lot harder um, to succeed, unfortunately. Um, I don't know how they would adjust it to make Master League more accessible, if that's the right word. Um, I'm not sure if this is right, but I think they did adjust the Master League rules from, like, do I want to say preseason to, like, the current season, I guess? Um, in that, I think before they allowed one legendary, and now they're allowing two legendary or mythicals to be on your team. And that might have been Ultra League, but and I think that was a good step, because, like, I, sort of like I was mentioning before, people might have raid legendaries prepped, and mm. yeah, allowing more legendaries maybe would be a way to make it more accessible, but then also, if they were to do that, people would be like, oh, great, now I have to grind more legendary XL, so I don't know. That is a really tricky question. I don't even know if I answered it. But. Do you think that, and I'm, I'm going to sort of bring a question in from a little bit later, um, do you think that Master League within Sylph Factions, while it's a part of GBL, do you think that in the long run that Master League is going to continue to be a part of the Sylph Arena Factions? Now it's, it's because it's currently a part of GBL and I don't think Niantic will ever remove that sort of with that sort of context um, also with GBL being a requirement to um, participate in further um, organized competitive, the, the organized competitive scene of um, the Pokemon company in the play Pokemon format. Do you think that the factions is almost obligated to continue with the master league role? Is that something that might be removed because of, say the XL grind, or do you think that so far since it's already been included that it's going to continue for um, for the future? So I don't see um, like the factions format removing Master League simply because a lot of players have already put in that grind, and for them to remove it would, I don't know if this is too harsh, but almost be like, a slap in the face to those who have gone on that, say, XL candy grind. And if they were to mo remove it, it's like, well, all your work was not for nothing, but like they couldn't continue using those Pokemon in um, Master League factions. It would say just be for GBL or just be for raids. But if people built Pokemon specifically for factions, it's like, what are they going to use them for now? There goes, you know, a bunch of dust, a bunch of XL candy. So I would see um, Sylph keeping with Master League um, in factions. I have received my 
uh, email responses from Winston the Champ. So I'm going to try and sort of include these and continue the discussion. Maybe answer the question, use a little bit of Winston's response to then provide an additional question. Um, but not having this ahead of the, the episode, we'll see how I can sort of play back and forth here. Um, I don't know why my mind is currently going to the um, the thought that uh, since we've had Master League for as long as we have, um, if uh, we're basically dealing with some sort of like Stockholm syndrome of being stuck with, we've 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 had Master League for as long as we have, and while we might not like it, we're stuck with it. We can't. We're just gonna have to grin and bear it. <clears throat> which I is, agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> which is kind of. Um, I don't know. That's it's kind of depressing. Depressing. <laughs> uh, um. Let's see. Ah, here we go. Um. So the next question I have here is: What does the team-based format um, of the factions format add to PVP in an esports context. So to provide sort of additional context to this, um, I would say most, if not all, current esports are team-based formats. Um, I would really have to dive deep to see if there really is any competitive scenarios that have... Um, 1v1 formats i guess the only one i can think of would be fighting games but that's just because that's how that game operates or those those kinds of games operate um <coughs> pardon me um we've had in the past of pokemon go pvp individual battlers be signed on to esports teams um i believe Mazer Gaming is the only one that comes to mind, although I feel like there's a few other smaller esports organizations that have signed um, signed PvP players onto their teams. I don't believe Mazer has their own specific faction. I would have to do some more digging on that one. Um, yeah, that I'm not sure about. <laughs> the... I'm going to skim through here, Winston's. Um, um, mm -hmm. um, so Winston's response here is um, the team-based value to PvP for esports. Uh, he says, I think it adds a necessity. Solo esports, I think, have a lot less viability. I'm new to the idea of esports, and this is my first expo exposure to non-solo play. I think it is way more interactive and drawing a lot more eyes to it. It adds a new wrinkle to Pokemon Go PvP content creation, and I could see teams creating a following or fan base that could help to give it some momentum. Um, Jmar and Wing Attack, I think, is one example of bringing that... Um, you know, showcasing some of their battles, breaking them down in a content creation standpoint and, and gaining a following. Um, I think uh, Bowling, you and the Queen Bees faction <clears throat> um, being um, girls, the part of the girls at PvP Discord, um, what do you think the... Um, 
the queen bees your faction and what self arena factions can as it builds um you know what do you see i don't what does um what do you think like the the queen bees participation in factions and the uh girls that pvp i'm i'm ah how do i i'm like finding a question as i'm like saying it um but like it's so i don't want to like come off as like awkward or anything um like what does the queen bees being a group of the the girls at pvp like i'm trying to get to a point of like um I don't know how to phrase this. I really don't know how to phrase this. Um, helping to promote the queen bees as well as, you know, bringing potentially other, uh, other factions in that are from the girls at PVP discord. Um, do you think that there is an opportunity here to, um, grow the girls at PVP community and then further showcase girls in, girls women in uh esports um yeah i think there is an opportunity to grow um like the girls at pvp um discord and that community in general um through factions because we do have a well the queen beast does not have a a twitter or other social setup yet uh girls at pvp does um, and I would have to look at what the exact Twitter handle is, but they've been tweeting out like, oh, like, good luck to the Queen Bees and the other, um, factions that are on Girls at PvP, like, good luck participating this week, um, sort of, uh, like, I don't know if bring awareness is quite the right phrase, but, um, Kind of a further showcase, I think. Like, further I, it's, showcase. That's the word. Yeah. yeah. Further showcase each of the factions on the Discord, um, which I think is, um, I don't know, pretty cool. Um, now I'm not sure how else to answer that question. I'm trying to think of something, but <laughs> um, it's something from as a, again as an outsider looking in both into factions and into the the esports community that um knowing the the gaming community as a whole um is split roughly 50 50 between um men and women and this is sort of not including the um transgender non-binary um folks that play video games also, of course, they play video games. Video games are for everyone. Um, First, yeah. <laughs> but but knowing that split, um, that the overall representation within esports is very male dominated, and that I think the um, I'm now blanking on if I did I have a question there? Was I leading to something? now gone if there was something there my brain is now 
that happens to me all the time. And I'm like trying to think of a question or a statement, and then it's like, what was I just gonna say? <laughs> yeah, fog fog machine. It's dissipated. It's it's gone. Um, yeah. Um. Factions, and then I think the teams like yours, the Queen Bees, and and other teams can I think help bring sort of more. Um, more female representation exactly esports, maybe? yeah within esports and then within within pokemon go um yeah. i have i have in the the time of self arena being um uh being in person i have had my uh i have had my uh my butt cheeks handed to me on silver platters by uh a handful of uh, a handful of women so um same though <laughs> um so it's you know to i, I guess i don't know to sort of fi finish this point um to people that say that uh gaming and pokemon go pvp is a um like a, a men's world or men's only sport i say pish posh um to keep yeah, it i say that stupid if people say that <laughs> yeah to 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 keep it like as family friendly and old-fashioned as it is pish posh i say pish posh um right yeah <laughs> um let's let's bring over the question about twitch rivals um the twitch rivals format for people that weren't able to catch the the live stream or um didn't hear a whole lot about it um what twitch rivals is in general is twitch as an organization will basically put on a um star-studded tournament um of a particular game uh twitch rivals has done oh goodness i the only one that sticks in my head is um they've done a handful of rainbow six siege games i know they've done like dozens of other video games from games you've never heard of to the most popular games within the twitch rivals format um one of the i say with an asterisk asterisk not knowing how many of twitch rivals events they put on um one of the most recent was a pokemon go pvp tournament for twitch rivals um the format for that was similar to factions team-based um with one general twitch streamer one pokemon general twitch streamer and then one um pokemon pvp specific content creator um most of them i believe were all twitch streamers um most if not all i'd have to go back through the list and double check twitch channels and all of that um what? Shh, jesse no um the Twitch Rivals format, um, more differently than Factions, was brand new accounts loaded with a particular amount of items. Um, you were each participant were to go out and catch as many Pokemon as they could, or specific Pokemon, or however they wanted to approach it, for I believe an hour or two window whatever the particular window was and then build their teams from the pokemon that they had just caught and then use those in competition um the one thing that 
the one thing with this format to take into account is that this was brought to Twitch Rivals was in part focused with Niantic. Um, so this isn't just a community-driven thing. This is the developers putting together this format as well. Um, bowling in your sort of thought and experience within factions, what does this format do? What do you think, in, as far as an experienced player currently, what does this bring to PvP, both in a sense of bringing everyone to maybe a more even playing field as far as Pokemon, but then what does this bring to the table when it comes to um, future formats and Niantic's approach to PvP? Um, like, to be honest, I don't know too much about it other than what like you just mentioned. Um, but I do think it does seem like an interesting format in terms of making it a more level playing field. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm honestly not sure what else to add just because I haven't been paying attention mm -hmm. too much to the Twitch Rivals side of things. Um, it, it seemed like yeah. a very, oh, here's this thing. It's happening in two weeks. Here's sort of the rough format. And then I think with a week left, they announced the, the more um, core rule set. Um, I think the maybe a more succinct question is what do you think the It, that's not it's, I'm, I'm thinking it through my head and it's not really a question um, of the what's your what's your thoughts on that format basically being used as um, an equal playing field as far as Pokemon, but the knowledge ahead of it, basically knowing your your bulk points, your break points, um, you know, knowing the different Pokemon stats and moves um what is your thought on maybe that being, if in the future, a more core format that relies more heavily on all of the knowledge of the mechanics ahead of time? Um, yeah, I think it could be pretty interesting, like, yeah, for the like player to do that, knowing that information ahead of time. Um... But I think it would be interesting to see, like, say, new players trying out this format um, who might not necessarily have all that knowledge. Um, but then that would bring, like, the level playing field aspect into that and in that it wouldn't necessarily be a level playing field, say, if you had um, new players being brought into it. But... Oh, I don't know. <laughs> it would just be interesting to see. Mm. Uh, let me see. Okay. Um...
I'm looking over Winston's responses here. Um, I also had a sort of tangential thought on the Twitch Rivals format, and it's gone. Um, uh, let's see. Oh, actually, that's that's not too bad. Um, so the going back to more of the the thought of the the team based format. Um, um, we can probably wrap this up just about here. Um, the um format of the. Twitch rivals being basically one team lead with a lot of experience from I actually I don't to be honest I'm not even sure I didn't see a whole lot of the communication between each team because of the way that their stream was formatted um basically having one person that was very um very knowledgeable about Pokemon Go PVP one person that was very knowledgeable about just Pokemon in general and then one ha having one more or less newbie towards the the game um and its mechanics looking at that sort of team format and communicating back and forth of what pokemon are good what should you use um you know here's how you approach battling and then looking at the self arena factions um versus gbl's current solo fa uh, solo format and what the play pokemon's format for just about every other Pokemon competitive scene being solo, what do you think the what do you think might be the sort of future of that PvP scene? Do you think we'll see more of the core esports format where it's team based and there's a lot more communication? Or do you think that Niantic and the Pokemon company will more lean or lean on the solo format. Um, honestly, in terms of like making like PvP and the esports side of things, I think there will be more continue to be more of a team aspect um, in order to help grow and build the community in general more. Um, they might. I'd see them doing maybe a little bit of individual stuff, but honestly, I see more, or see it being more of a team aspect, for sure. Um, and then I think one final very nihilistic question that I added in, um, I channeled my, for my conversations with Jesse, I channeled my inner Jesse here, um, and he can, he can respond and rebuke later um before we we sort of sign off here um in your experience with the different competitive scenes do you think pokemon go and pokemon go's pvp community will survive long enough to make it through the first few years of the play pokemon format knowing that the play pokemon format won't start until 2022 or so um Again, the play format is not something that I know a lot about, other than what um, you were telling me the other day on Discord. But I think it definitely has the potential 
to um like yeah the pvp scene does have the potential to last long enough in order for that to be i guess a thing still but i feel like it would need more um like more advertisement and more promotion in terms of what the play format actually is so i haven't heard hardly any talk about it personally but yeah i could see it um like um i don't know going well i guess and pvp lasting long enough for it to happen and when it comes to the the play pokemon format i I think other than the organizers we don't have any knowledge as far as what their plans are other than if you i think it's something to the effect if you reach legend rank within gbl this season you can get an invite to whatever the the whatever the competition is so yeah yeah, i I think that's the only bit of information we have as far as how that's going to function um, okay, yeah, I didn't realize how much info like we actually had. We have very little. Um, other okay, than, like, yeah, I did uh, not realize that. Yeah, the the sort of requirement to entry is that's all we know. Beyond that, there will be other invites, and then all we know is how the other games, both the um, from the Pokémon tournament, the main series competitive scenes the trading hard games are all solo formats i think the main series games has had doubles in the past but i don't know how frequently that format of of competition happens so um yeah i know nothing about the main series games personally so mm -hmm. i don't know either well it's a whole lot of speculation uh and and waiting basically so um thank you bowling bacon for joining us um thank you to jmar uh for for joining us earlier as well and thank you to winston the champ for sending off some of his answers via email format um at some point i'm i'm sure um i'd love to get all of you guys and and more people just sort of coming in and chatting and more of a um I don't know, this kind of casual formatted style is, is kind of nice. Um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> um, let's see. You've got to go. Um, I've, I have a, the rest of a Sunday to, uh, I don't know, say it with confidence, conquer. Um, not that my, my plans are solid. Um, Jesse, I know you're here. I don't know if you have any final words, but I'm going to let, uh, I'm going to let Bowling Bacon go. Thank you again for, for joining us here. Um, yeah. All right. Thanks. <laughs> mm-hmm. You, you have a good day. Um, you too. Jesse, do you have anything to, to add here for catching the last little bit? Channeling your inner Jesse, huh? Huh? Channeling your inner Jesse. You are very glass half full. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm optimistic. No, you are pessimistic, my guy. Or that one, yeah. Yeah. Um, but if Fire Emblem has taught me anything, it's look at every option mm. and assume the worst. <laughs> um. Uh. Do you have any? Sounds like you should have had the uh, notes for the play Pokemon open. 
that's all I had. That there aren't oh. any other there there are isn't any other details as far as Pokemon Go PvP. So, okay. um, I mean, I only tuned in for like the last ten minutes, so okay. I don't know all that was discussed. No worries. I will have to go back and listen to the recordings myself. Um, to kind of be contrary to what Jessica was saying, I think that something needs to change within the way PvP in general works for the interest to stick around. Mm -hmm. Because at the moment, XLs are incredibly bar barrier to entry. Mm. And we, we did bring up the um, Master League requirement that was um, <laughs> it's hefty. Um, mm -hmm. But it's kind of a Stockholm Syndrome. It's It's been around so much that it's not going away. So... Yeah. Um, there's really. I no... think if there was some way for them to, I mean, they have. I will give them credit. They have been doing better at giving people access to things for Excel. Mm -hmm. Like Jellicent's been around, Diggersby has been around. We've had opportunities to get Sableye candy, mm -hmm. but still, the barrier to entry for those requires. I mean, even with you know some of the content coming out here in the future, potentially, that's still a barrier to entry. For certain events mm -hmm. like getting to legend it's legend right for being a qualifier potentially for I the upcoming season believe so the amount of i don't want to say defitting but just being straight gbl i don't think is an accurate way to measure someone's play level mm. i think it's a great way to ha say they at least have experience in the mechanics of how the game plays mm -hmm. But I think that in itself is a barrier to entry as well. Because someone like me, I don't have time to play those sets every day. Mm -hmm. But that's a barrier to entry for me. I can't get to Legend if I don't play, but I don't have time to play. Mm -hmm. And I prefer to make my work and my personal life priority over the game. So I guess that's just on me, as some people would say. Eh. Um, but, like that. Don't get me wrong. They didn't say that I still wouldn't have a chance to participate. Yeah, this it's is just the, the those early... people are higher in queue. Yeah, it's well, it's the the early invites versus um, general admission. Yeah, I, I guess. Yeah, you could phrase it that way. Um, but who knows? They've literally like no other information has been released. So who, classic Niantic being very vague about rules and well, I, what's I think going on. I think it's. I mean, in part Niantic, sure, but the Pokemon company and the rest of the Play Pokemon organization has a lot, yeah. of, um, a lot of work both in bringing Play Pokemon back as in-person events along with um, all of the other competitive formats within the Pokemon's um, competitive scenes. Arena. So, yeah. Yeah, between yeah. the core series, um, the trading card game, everything else, so... Um, I think I'm going to wrap it up here. Thank you, everybody, for listening to a Battle Science ba Battle Science bonus podcast, uh, a community chat with uh, Jmar and uh, Bowling Bacon, as well as uh, Winston the Champ's uh, email responses. Uh, Winston, if you're listening, I'm sorry I didn't get to more of your answers. Um, I could maybe read through them. Let me see if there's anything else that... Uh, sticks out in my mind here 
um, as I read off. You can follow us on Twitter at battle underscore science. Um, you can go to um, youtube.com and search up battle science where you can find the video format for uh, this podcast um, as well as the video formats of all of our um, battle science podcasts from the past ways as well as the VOD versions of some of our bigger live streamed tournaments um, if you want to catch any of our live stream content you can go to twitch.tv slash battle science join us over on the discord and communicate with us if you want to financially back us uh, which we greatly appreciate you can go over to patreon.com slash battle science um, and back us at the dollar tier or more will get you access to the Battle Science After Dark podcasts. Uh, $5 or more will allow you to be a Battle Science Patreon podcast producer. Um, you get your name read out at the beginning of every podcast um, for that month. Um, thank you to our Patreon producers. I shouted out earlier. Um, all six, five, five. Dolphin93, James, Winston the Champ, Evo, Stevo, and Jamar. Uh, let's see here. Going to review the last little bit of Winston's email. Um, uh, let's see. don't think there's a whole lot that we haven't already covered here um, I was able to pull in a couple of his answers here and expand upon them so that was um, okay Yep, I think that'll do it. Um, yep, thank you everybody for listening. We'll catch you guys, if you're listening to this as it releases, we'll catch you guys next week for another Battle Science podcast. Um, or wait, hold on, this week is this week is an off week. Next week is the Battle Science podcast. Or wait, no, did we have a Battle Science podcast this last week? Yes, we did. Okay, so then, then in two weeks, well, this is going to release on a Wednesday and Friday. Wednesday for Patreons, Tuesday or Wednesday for Patrons. Friday for everybody. So um, if you're listening to this as it releases, you'll hear a Battle Science podcast next week. Um, if you're listening to this later, boy, is there probably content all over the place for you to uh, have sent into your ear holes via speakers. Um, that sounds dirty. It sounds awkward. Um, <laughs> have a good day. And we'll see you out there on the battlefield.